This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey, you guys, how are you doing? Say Wednesday, Wednesday, say Wednesday, Wednesday. And if it's Wednesday, that means we have another entrepreneur on the line and you guys have to meet Miss Courtney. And the reason why you need to meet Miss Courtney is because we uh, met up originally at the Entrepreneur Her um, conference that I did. Um, I did, um, I was their keynote speaker, my first keynote speaker engagement. And they invited me back when we went to this amazing resort um out in it wasn't in roanoke but it was in um is it fincastle courtney mm -hmm. fincastle and it was an amazing place listen i'll i'll, I'll put the links on the bottom okay because you need to go stay the night there but anyways i have miss courtney nichols on and she's with travel bash um she is an entrepreneur just like us and you know we're just going to wrap it up today and talk about entrepreneurship and get her perspective, see where she's at, where she's going, what's 2023 looks like and all the things. Courtney, thank you so much for taking your time today to be on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So Courtney, tell the people who you are and how long you've been an entrepreneur. Yes, so as she said, my name is Courtney Nichols and I've been an entrepreneur since 2017. So it's like five years, mm -hmm. yeah, I think. I'm like, what day is it now that COVID's <laughs> over 2023? I'm getting right, off. right. Um, yeah, so five years, um, I actually went out on my own. So I had my full-time like job and I was working. It was like my side hustle. And so I say five years, but like officially leaving corporate, like jumping in feet first, 2008, June 2000. So I was on my job for a year and a half before I decided to make the leap and like, well, I got this. What was the determining factor for you to go full-time? Um, so when I started making more money than I was making in my day job. Okay, we like that, yes. Yeah, and I, I was thinking like, well, I'll just kind of keep them both. But then I'm like, okay, I've kind of outgrown my job. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm good at it, but I'm good at baking cakes. That doesn't mean I need to open a bakery. So okay. then it was like, what do I enjoy doing? Mm. What, like, where I'm not punching the clock or just going to have a job. Um, and it was something that... Not necessarily what I do now, but I always said I was going to be an entrepreneur. My mm -hmm. father's an entrepreneur. Um, I have a husband that we've moved eight times in 13 years. So I was like, I need something where, where he says we're moving to Antarctica and it doesn't stop my flow. Okay, like, I love that. I love that for thinking. Okay. Eight times in 13. Hold on a second. Let's back up on that. I, we're not going to skim over that. You moved eight times in 13. So is he in the military? He is a college basketball coach. So okay, got it, got down, it. That meant, yes. You promoted when you're doing bad, you get fired. Luckily, right. we haven't been fired. It's okay, win, win, win. Right, I love that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, one thing that COVID did for my business is actually now my portfolio looks like I have more clients who are out of the state of Virginia than actually in, and I even even more so now that I've moved to Richmond a year now. I have more clients who don't live in the proximity of where I live now um, than out. And I love that because, like you said, your your money is not contingent on the proximity of where you live. You can service anybody. And that means you also have the capability to never I, – I hate when people say – 
you know, we want to reach the ceiling. I said, baby, I'm going to bust the ceiling. I, there is no cap here. Okay. What does that look like? Okay. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit deeper. Okay. I love that. So what's one of the things have, that's been the easiest about being an entrepreneur? Um, I think, well, to me, there's nothing really easy about being an entrepreneur. Oh, say it again. Listen, someone needs to hear that. that yeah, is, it sounds like it might be. Right. Like that's somebody's testimony, okay? Yeah, it's got some <laughs> different challenges. You know, every day you wake up and something is like, what? You think you have it mapped out or figured out and you're like, nope, don't know. But I will say I'm a super, like, OCD, highly organized type person. So mm -hmm. me in my day-to-day -day manage my time and me um, figuring out what I should be spending my time on mm -hmm. came easy. It doesn't come easy for everybody, but right. it came easy for me. So, Is it easy for you to be organized because you also have a team? Do you delegate a lot of work and outsource a lot of things? I do have a team now, but when I started, I didn't have a team. Oh, and I'm, cool. yeah. I'm just as organized or probably, I'm probably worse now because I'm all about SOPs mm -hmm. and you know document and right. things but I was already that person before I had the team right. so I think that kind of just flowed into it which right. made it easier for me when I was hiring because everything wasn't stuck in my head I got it out of my head and exactly and you guys if this is your first time listening SOPs are systems of procedures or systems of processes same difference um and I listen that is the mountain I cry on is about writing stuff down. Um, this year most definitely has been a year of documentation for me. And ever since I started executing in that manner, it just really helps me to fine tune some things so much quicker. And also just to um, course correct or even add on, right? Writing stuff down is most definitely important. People always like, do I need a business plan? I'm like, absolutely. What do you think? That is the outline structure of what your business right. does. So when you do want to hire somebody, I always do the the stress test. And what that looks like is someone, the, the problem might be, I want to hire somebody, but I don't even know if I can afford that. Well, let's see how long it takes you to do that task. And then let's quantify how much an, on average it costs to have that person. So... Right you're spending 40 hours a month doing your book do me I, i'll do me i'm a bookkeeper right a cfo it takes you 40 hours to do your bookkeeping a month and let's say your your hourly rate whatever your hourly rate is and let's times that now let's see how much it costs for you to get a bookkeeper who might call, charge you five six hundred dollars but it costs you twenty five hundred dollars for how much you charge for your hourly rate and how long you spent see make it make sense Make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Well, it's easy for me to find out what I need to be doing versus what I'm doing. Like, I'm not a proponent of being in my business. Mm -hmm. Like, day to day, you don't need an invoice from me. Like, I have some, like, there's certain tasks that as a CEO, you're trying to fire yourself from a job. Like, so anything that I can see that I'm like, oh, why would I make that edit on that website? Why would I, why would I do that when I can pay somebody this amount to take that time? And now I can spend that hour getting more business are really doubling or even multiplying what I did before, if that makes sense. Yes. And I take that in my, I read the book, every, every one, everybody should want to be a millionaire by Rachel Rogers. Yeah. And um, I read that book maybe two years ago. And although that is my mindset, when she really broke it down, I got to even thinking about it even more. And I was like, last year was my first year doing a meal plan service during tax mm -hmm. season because I was just like, it just, I just, tax season takes it out of me, okay? In addition to coaching people and whatever I'm offering. So I get to thinking about it and I'm just like, it takes me more time to one, make a grocery list, 
go get them groceries, bring them in the house, cook the groceries, then for me to pay for a food service. And I actually was paying less money because I think sometimes when we conceptualize things, we think it is um, luxury or bougie or whatever words that we want to um, stigmatize yeah. it with. But the reality of the situation is it's actually um, efficient, convenient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was lucky because I was in Rachel's mastermind back in 2019. So we had already met this about like, why do I need to clean the house? Why do I need like, if I can afford someone to like to do it, I'm not going to spend the time to do it. So and a lot I of times need- we actually can afford the things. We just don't think we can because you're so scared to actually put numbers to paper and being right. Listen, one of the first exercises I give clients are write down what you're because Okay, let's back up. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to say all the things at the same time. Listen, I know. Um, clients are already thinking, I want to make six figures. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do, and I love that for you. I do, you guys. I really do. But the reality of the situation is that you got to make tangibles. And if you don't even know how much money it costs for you to pay your bills, your personal bills, you won't know how much money your business needs to pay you to pay your bills. And then on top of that, you also need to know how much money it costs for you to run your business, how much you pay in Canva, QuickBooks, an assistant, right? You need to write that stuff down. Like get over it, get over the fear, the anxiety, whatever you're call, calling it in your spirit and get to get to pen to paper. Um, I went to go see Sarah Jake's um, Roberts two weeks ago, baby. I'm still on a high about that. And her word is resonating with me on my passing forward the message to business people in a way where I'm like, she talks about um, having hope and hope is also um, facing your fear. And I think that we believe vulnerability is a weakness when it's actually a strength. The moment that I told someone, you know what? I actually don't know that answer about taxes because I don't know all the tax code. That's not my ministry. That's not the way my brain thinks. I don't know. But what I can tell you is I do have a, a um, not only do I have a team, but I also have a list of resources, right? So I'm like, hey, you want to do traveling? You guys want to do a group? You need to call Courtney. That's what she do, right? I don't, I'm not someone who, I don't, I don't want to be a jack of all trades. Mm-mm. You you no, money. right. <laughs> so we talked about the easiest thing. What's one of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur? Um, I think for me is everyone's looking for this like book of how to. It's kind of like I'm not a parent, but parenting there's no manual on right. parent, right? Like there's no one. So like entrepreneurs, you're you're looking for this like oh if I do these things then X Y Z will happen, and mm-hmm. that's not true. Mm-hmm. And you you get right. 10 pieces of content a week you can put out all this social like and you can still just not be making money you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you might have not found your like what i want people to know is let me let me kind of step back look you look we trying to say all the words <laughs> yeah i'm like we trying to say all the things at once but really when i look at what is hard the problem is now there's social media and there's mm-hmm. this, like we're looking at people's fifth chapter and mm-hmm. end goal and then we have the shiny mm-hmm. kind of object it's like oh i'm gonna change it like right being consistent in the things that we need to day to day is kind of like faithful over little things and then your fruit you know for right. many, you right. gotta start with the thing right you do and keep your head down like right. i need to make sure i do x y and z i don't right. need to look at what everybody else is doing i don't need to stay off this court like i know that if i do this this and that and I keep with it and I'm consistent with it and I am actually, you know, providing a service that people want and I'm offering value that people will come. But there's also this thing that you think just because you opened up a business 
that then people are automatically going to go, okay, girl, how much you, and then, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. Right. People aren't just going to come to your business. And on right. top of that, I think the hardest thing is when you're looking at all these different people, there's so many coaches and this and that, and everybody's saying, you do it this way and learn this, and oh, you pay me this, and I can show you da 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 And so to stay grounded and focused, right. and this is the thing, like you said, not to be a jack of all trades. I do right. travel, but I don't do all types of travel. Right. You know what I mean? Like Travel Bash is specifically destination wedding and luxury groups. Then I have a division, which is CRVLB. It's a high net worth membership. It's an annual retainer. So the thing is, I think we're scared of not being for everyone. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like your business should be for everyone. We want to repel versus attract. But I right. think that we get so much of like, oh, we need it. You right. know, like, oh gosh, I got this. And we start taking everybody and then it's, it, it gets diluted. Right. So I feel like I kind of answered your question, but I kind of gave you three different things. Right. But, like, I get it. Biggest challenges mm -hmm. of like, keeping your head down and doing the work right. and making sure that you're staying true to who you are, who you serve, which isn't everybody. And then coming up with a plan to continue that. So I listen to part-time millionaire <laughs> podcast. If you guys don't listen to that, you should. Um, she gives, she gives enough, enough nuggets for you to give you a thought process, which I appreciate. Cause a lot of times the reason why this podcast started was because I was getting tired of people, like you said, having the luxury lifestyle marketing life, um, and not really telling me the why or the how, like mm -hmm. I get it. Like I should be able to write off my house for this code or something, basically make it an Airbnb and then write it off. Blah. Listen, I'm not trying to make loopholes. I'm just trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have too much. It's too, if it's too much thought process, it's probably something you shouldn't be doing in your business as a tax professional. I'm too cute to go to jail, so that part. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I had another um, entrepreneur, Michelin Hall, on, and she was talking about it. She's a marketing person with Black Black um, Water um, Branding. And she was talking about if your target market is everyone, then your target market is nobody. Yeah. And and I and I hate to admit this, you guys. Don't tell nobody I said this, but actually go and tell the people. I actually get excited when people sign up, um, reject, or I shouldn't say reject, when they um, unsubscribe from my email list because that means that I'm curating a group of people who actually want to hear my my yeah. my um, information. They want to pass it along and all the things and. Um, Although I'm not on Mailchimp anymore, they used to charge you for how many people. You know, I'm on, um, I'm on Flowdesk, so it doesn't matter how many people's on my subscriptions. But I love when actually people buy stuff, and I actually when I finally do. My email is meant to be a resource; it's not meant to sell. So I, it's very rare I send something like, "Hey, you guys should buy this." I really want my whole thought process. My marketing strategy is posture myself as the expert. And people who align with the way that I teach, what I'm, how I teach it, what I teach, will sign up to be on coaching, bookkeeping, or full blown CFO strategist. I have a couple of different services I offer. So yeah, I get it. I love that for you. So, what's something that you wish you knew before you started your business? Ooh. All of it. <laughs> I know all of that. All of the things. That is a hard question, even though I feel like I've, an I've answered this multiple times, but I think I'm in a different stage in my business. So now even more like in-depth thought will probably go back to, it ain't gonna be easy. You know, like mm -hmm. you think you gotta figure it out. You know, I'm one that like I'm an overachiever. Like 
I've always done well. I, oh, I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm amazing. Like, got a business degree. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I can still water to a well. But, like, there's so many different components that you got to think about. Because when you're first starting out, you're not just sales. You're not just marketing. You're, you know, you're accounting. You're um, product fulfillment or service delivery. And you got to do workflows. And like you said, the mailchimp to the flow dance, like which one is best? Active campaign or Calorie, the acuity. You know, there's so many. Girl. <laughs> how to hire, who to hire, when to hire. What's the difference between Austin employee? You know, like there's so much um, that I guess, I don't know if I wish I would have known because I probably wouldn't have done it. You know what mm. I mean? Like you almost got to be crazy. I always tell people I haven't had kids yet and I want to have twins and everybody say they're crazy. But guess what? I don't have any kids, so it's not crazy to me. Mm. It'd be crazy if I already had one and then I said I had twins. So the thing is, if you go into it, right. kind of knowing all the information, I think sometimes that stops us. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, oh, well, it's kind of one of those things where I tell people that want to get into business. I'm like, you've got to just get started. They're like, mm-hmm. well, first I want to have this logo. First I want to have the website. You don't always have things that prevent you to, mm-hmm. do, you know, from doing something. So you'll never go. So someone would have told me all the things in business, especially in the travel industries, especially with COVID hitting 2020. I probably would have never started. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because I think a lot of people, you have to have a little bit of naive spirit to be an mm-hmm. entrepreneur because, you know, if you don't know. But the other part, too, is I, I did an episode just this past episode. It was called about aesthetics. But I was like, don't do, do you want to look like you are an entrepreneur? You want to be an entrepreneur. Do you yeah. want to be a public success and a private failure? Because actually, baby, listen, <laughs> I do bookkeeping for people. I know clients who make. I did bookkeeping for a client who made almost a half a million dollars, but was losing twenty to $30,000 every year. Like, you just don't. And then the other piece of it for me, especially since I'm a numbers person, is you have all these big aspirations to be a six-figure earner. But making six figures and keeping six figures looks different. Um, and then making a million. And then also, once you get, let's just stay at the six figures, because um, I live in Richmond. You got, you have to make, when someone says that they make six figures, that's not a flex to me because you kind of need to make six figures to li- live life at this point. Well, <laughs> what I are mean, we talking about? And if you make hundred thousand dollars, that's like a regular. Right. Like what, what are we talking about? The other piece too. Yeah. And I did an episode on this is I went line by line again. I'm about the why I told everyone everything that I pay. And then I end up bringing, I think um, that year I brought home, I made 114,000, but I brought home 17. Mm-hmm thousand dollars so a hundred so again let's do the math like would yeah, yeah so um and then oh, also team members in there right oh yes, yes. Hold on. i used to have money what happened mm-hmm. yeah so i mean yeah it, yeah that's i making six figures is not the flex and i've never i've written some digital products i will never title something um, how to make six figures or how to do this or how to do that. Cause like you said, as a coach, I think it's, um, irresponsible to guarantee any of those things. But what I can tell you is I can give you my structures and systems of what worked for me. And I'd love to have a conversation with you to figure out what works for you. But I will say once I got a coach though, the right coach, cause I had paid some programs and they didn't pan out the way that I thought they would. Uh-huh. But, um, in my coaching series that I do in TTC, TTC Academy is um, 
actually go to the person in their own industry and then figure out what works for them and, and give them a, a more thorough thought process. Example, I have a client who does weddings and we were going over, we were doing a social media um, audit and um, I was like, okay, you're on Facebook and Instagram. Everybody on Facebook and Instagram. But I was just like, let's think, take this a step further. I was like, what do people do when they get engaged? Where do they go? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, Pinterest. 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 Right. I said, post your stuff on Pinterest. I think that's an underutilized space. I was like, and then um, I was like, of course, TikTok. You know, I said, post what you post on Instagram on TikTok because it's a different kind of breed. But I was like, I don't think that we should really rely on TikTok, though. Because, again, you're not making more content. You're just posting it in another space because the person has to have their wedding within the proximity. So, again, this is another thought. Since she only does weddings in the proximity, she can only make as much money as the proximity of people need weddings and then also people who want her to be their wedding plan. So, again, it's another thought process, but it's something that brings to the forefront because I think sometimes people don't want to say the quiet parts out loud. And I'm just like, this is a problem. How do we resolve it? What does it look like to, to not even um, find an answer, but to navigate what that issue might be in your business? Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys, we got to pay some bills. So we're going to have our sponsor and we'll be back right after these messages. Hey, you guys, we're taking a little break from the podcast to highlight our first sponsored ad. So tune in and make sure you write down the code that's at the end if you want to get a savings with our newest sponsor. Enjoy. Need a one-stop bookkeeping program? QuickBooks is it. QuickBooks helped me provide structure in my business. It helps me keep up with my mileage, all my receipts, send invoices, take payments, and provide correct profit and loss statements to get approved for bank loans. QuickBooks also handles payroll needs for my business, and it helped me start cutting a paycheck for myself. If you want to make tax season easier and understand your business, use the code in the show notes to get 50% off your first three months and elevate your business. Courtney, this has been a good conversation. You've been telling me all the things. So tell me, what do you actually do in Travel Bash? So, again, because Travel Bash is a corporation, I have two divisions, Travel Bash and then TRVLB. One focuses on destination weddings and luxury group trips. And then the other, as I mentioned before, is like a high-touch annual retainer luxury membership uh, for affluent travelers. And so in my day-to-day business, I actually have a team. So I'm not really doing too much fulfillment or delivery and that my clients probably don't ever even speak to me. So they're travel best clients, but not necessarily Courtney Nichols clients. I like my high touch, high end, you know what I mean? Affluent travelers. So a lot of times I am creating content, um, more of the sales and marketing, um, the PR stuff on the networking events. I spend a lot of time meeting with hoteliers, travel partners, suppliers, like you can't VIP yourself. So, I have to be in the know of what's new in this, you know, area destination. I'm going on site inspections and visits and, you know, meeting GM. So then if you were to have a problem, it's nothing for me to be like, hey, such and such, I might be out client. They're saying X, Y, and Z. You know, that's the difference from booking online and booking with me. So a lot of my time is working with external partners, mm-hmm. building those relationships, sharing information with my team, leading that those type of meetings, that type of thing. Not necessarily the actual trip planning or you know, customer service portion of mm-hmm. my business, I guess. Um, again, I've really, especially in the last 
year or two stepped into more of the CEO and then in one of my business more of the founder. And so I'm letting my team have it. Like they, they know at this point, if they call me, then we must be getting sued. Somebody's getting fired or like, you know, basically. <laughs> Not that you know, I'm letting them lose. Okay. You know, Oh, yeah. That's good I, that you empower your team like that. Some people, although they delegate stuff, they still 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 tend to micromanage, which actually leads to another thought process. Just because you're an entrepreneur, some people aren't managers. Listen, I say the loud, I say the quiet parts out loud, okay? Some of us don't have managerial skills, and we think that as entrepreneurs that we'll come in here and run a business. And um, again, my um, part-time millionaire um, podcast I listen to, I want to hire this lady so bad. Um, I don't quite meet her requirements, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But um, she was talking about, she she had a recent interview with a lady just actually this past Sunday, and she was talking about being CEO optional. She'd be using words. I'd be like, what are you talking about? And I said, you know what? I guess I kind of am playing that space because I actually took a job in Richmond um, with the SBDC here last year and still financial fancy is still thriving by herself because I have a team, right? And again, I think also something I have a conversation with people is let loose the thought that you of what you think you want in entrepreneurship. And let's think about one, what's the overarching goals and then break that up, Right. Um, and then and what, get out your head. Yeah, and that's kind of why I actually started. You keep re- referencing the why. I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I started my business to basically. I feel like we do it backwards. We build our lives around our business, but I wanted to create a business around my life. I constantly travel. I constantly move. Again, my husband's a coach. Like I'm not going to miss a game. I'm going to travel. I'm going to be out of town. So I don't need anything that has me glued or locked in and that needs my full attention. So I create a business that allows me to do all these things mm-hmm. to create the life I want to have and still be able to earn a right. living, if that makes sense. Um, so, totally. So everybody might not have that goal, but mm-hmm. that was my reason. Some people are like, no, I got to be, you know, a, a seven-figure this, this, and that, and I'm going to have this many people, and I'm going to have 150, t- you know, like, but that's not how I'm running my business. No. That's not how Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of us actually are very confused about what it is that we desire. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we are, um, I would say that people are looking out the window and not in the mirror. And when you're looking out the window, listen, because this is the thing. Um, when you're looking out the window, you comparing yourself to other people. You're desiring what someone else got, but you really don't know what's the contentment within yourself of looking in the mirror. And although I have big aspirations, I also have a clear picture of what that looks like and how I'm going to execute on that. Um, so listen, I'm telling you all all my gems, but that's the point of the podcast. I'm going to yeah. be 40 in august i said i want to be retired when i'm 50 and i don't necessarily mean retirement for me again words matter i don't mean financial fancy is going to be dissolved what i mean is i need to solidify financial fancy in a way where she lives on where again i can be ceo optional i get a manager um i'm in the process of vetting a couple other bookkeepers um financial fancy will probably stop doing taxes at some point um and then what does that actually look like to again delegate more and and walk away less um and then really empower the next people up because uh, i think another reason why my business did so well is because there was a lot of older people getting out of the industry and the flood of us were coming up millennials 
taking their positions and I appreciate that. We also came with a different, for me at least, I offer a little bit more oomph. So I'm not just a bookkeeper, but I'm also a strategist is like, hey, Courtney, so your numbers look great, but let's, you know, look at all the expenses and see if we can cut some of the fat, you know, and then you get to look and you're like, yeah, I kind of use, like you said, um, I use um, Candly and Set More and I should just right. probably use one scheduling system or could I use everything in Google or should I put everything in QuickBooks because I'm using all these apps and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, the strategist in me really thrives and, and has been doing my business well for that service that I offer. So I love that. All right, Courtney. So this is our rapid fire section. You don't know these questions because I did not put them on the questionnaire. So do not give them much thought, okay? Okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why not? What's a sandwich? What's your definitions? I said words matter, huh? Huh? Yeah. I just I feel like hot dogs are not sandwiches. sandwiches Listen. Are, but I know the bun might be considered bread, but like I'm talking about where's the meat, where's turkey ham. Like when I think of sandwich, I think a about hot dog sandwich. is the meat. What are we talking about? No, I, when I think about sandwiches, I'm thinking about Subway, Quiz, Nels, all that. And I don't eat sandwiches, but I don't eat hot dogs either. So it don't matter. Why? What's your beef with the sandwich? Yeah, with the I, I mean, with I don't like cold because I don't like eating cold. I'm not. Eating Do cold you eat hot I sandwiches then? Huh? You eat hot sandwiches? Um, yeah, but I prefer not to eat sandwiches. But like again, panini press, like okay. if I'm gonna have one, Panera, warm right. my stuff up. Okay. She said, yeah, she said yeah, warm my stuff up, I can't. Yeah, don't let me just go and come out lettuce, tomato, I get it. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, I'm not typically a cold sandwich girl myself, but I get it. Okay. Um, are you currently reading any books and if so, what's the titles of them? Ooh, forgiveness. I'm reading a book about forgiveness. Right Is now. The, that the title of the book? Yes. Okay. Um, Who's the author? It's literally on my nightstand right now. I'm going to have to give it. Yes. Yeah, circle oh. back. I just know it's all about Yeah. Send me the link I so I can put it in the show notes. Long. Yes. Yeah, it'll be a long. <laughs> So obviously the title is forgiveness. So I'm assuming it's forgiveness, but what is the actual subject matter? Because I feel like it goes so many different ways. Um, so it really is talking about um, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, setting yourself free, you know, like to move forward. It's like, so I'm a self-help person. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really read like romance or like sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm trying to better myself and better my life. So like, if it's not, Improvements. You know, I got it. Business is something that I can change, but like I don't need to be entertained on my right. Mind. Okay, I, I get it. I get it. I respect that. Um, <laughs> what's the most? I, I'm gonna throw this extra question in here, and then I got another question. What is the most um, luxurious place you've ever been to in your travel? So I feel like that's relative. That's like saying how much money you know. Like someone could say, "Oh, that person next expensive." Somebody could say, "Right." No. Yeah, there's luxurious places in D.C. You know oh, what I mean? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I could go to D.C. and have a luxury place, but then people would say just off thinking about far-flung mm -hmm. Indian Ocean, like I've been to the Maldives, you know, like stuff like that. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the most luxurious. I've right. been to Cabo and said La Ventana, and that's luxurious. Or even mm -hmm. Morocco at the Mansour. You know what I mean? So right. I think luxury is a frame of my, like, right, like right. People think a meal delivery service luxury now, and they think Starbucks. Right, luxury. right. This is true. Okay, okay. I, I listen. I just said I pay money for people to give me food delivery service. So yeah, again, I've been called bougie all my life. I said no. I'm 
um, strategic. What are we talking about? Like, yeah, I'm blue apron girl. Right. So like, I love that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, <laughs> last question. If you listen, it don't sound like you have a lot of bad days. Um, but when you, but when the day is not going the way that you care for it to go, what is something you say to yourself to encourage yourself? Are we allowed to cuss on this? Yeah, go on cuss, girl. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm my mastermind now. I work with Serena Hicks, and you're like, you're doing fine, bitch. Like, you're, you know, you the shit, bitch. Like, I'm just like, hey, I got this. I'm doing good. Like, I can do the hard things. Trust the process. Like, love all that. Yes, yes. You always have to encourage yourself. Yeah. Um, and I love that for you. Courtney, thank you so much for your time today, for being on the podcast. You guys, I'm going to put all of Courtney's information. If you are looking to um, be part of her clientele because you want to go on a luxury trip because you need self-care for yourself, right? Yeah. Or if you are trying to maybe make a um, a travel for your team, right? That's something that I aspire aspire to do maybe next year for my team. I send everyone yeah. a gift card so that they can use it for their whatever vacation time for right now but i would love to for us um the other thing too is to collectively get everybody on the same page because i have (laughs) i have contractors in north carolina in virginia yeah right they're all they're all over the place so (laughs) we could get one weekend together i would really love that so that's something on my um on my bucket list for sure for my um my contractors yes um yeah so i'm gonna put all of her information so you can stay connected with her or and then just follow her, you know, see what she's going, what she's doing, what's going on. You know, that's always a good thing. You know, that's the support. Um, and maybe, you know, someone who is interested in the services she provides. I think a lot of times people think that um, if they can't do anything, then they can't they won't do they, If they can't do anything, then they won't. But, you know, supporting is more than just you actually buying something, but sharing, saving, yeah. commenting, all the things. Right. Courtney, did you want to leave the people with anything before we? So I know this is financial fancy. Yes. People think travel is like a luxury, but mm-hmm. I believe it's one of the best investments. Oh, most definitely. Yes, most definitely need it. Girl, I, I already have a trip okay. planned after want, tax season. Yeah, I don't want people to think that, oh, you've got to have all this money and you've got to do this. No, you don't. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, it's just like we were talking about meal service and everything mm-hmm. else. It's like, you being strategic, you planning out what you're looking to do and what you desire and taking that time um, because travel is educational, you know, it's mm-hmm. transformational. Like it gives you a sense of who you are. Even I always tell people, if you can take a solo trip one time a year, like even just, it doesn't matter, I'm married, but like I still go by myself. I tell, I encourage my husband to take a trip, like just around the world, seeing and believe, like, it just puts you in another frame of right. mind. You come back, even if you don't have a bit, like, come back to work, you like, clear-minded, you're ready to go. So and a I'm different like, perspective, You, you yeah. it's, um, I, I don't know the statistical number is, but I believe that it might be somewhere in, like, the 70, 80%, but 80% of people never leave to live beyond the proximity more than 60 miles of where they live right and i'm talking about look if y'all live in virginia yeah i know y'all been to dc go somewhere else go to arizona i'm going to utah in september go somewhere else i lived in california i've I've moved around a little bit so i i'm very grateful that my mindset of perspective is um vast because i've encountered different people from different cultures and because of that i think i have a um more compassionate perhaps or just a bigger thoughtful thought process of how some people think so that part yes yes 
Good, yeah. So get with Courtney. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Hey, that's the way to end. Yeah, listen, that's the way we go in. You guys, I have two things for you. I'm rooting for your win. And I hope that you have the best day ever. Calling all current, aspiring men and women business and non-business owners in Lynchburg and surrounding areas. You asked, and it's here. You're invited to the Business Networking Event of the Year. Business, Brunch, Connect. Finding your power, passion, and purpose. Being held at Liberty Mountain Conference Center, located at 3700 Candlers Mountain Road, Lynchburg, Virginia. Are you ready to level up in your business? Join me alongside a bomb guest panel this October 8th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. as we talk business, power, wellness, and much more. Guest panelists, Shade Campbell, Blakely Bath & Co., Kayla Jones, Vibe Lifestyles, LLC, LaShonda Brown, Bootstrap Biz Advice, Rhonda Carrico, All-Star Commercial and Residential Cleaning, Paige Howell, Avon Avenue Boutique, and Monica Barnett, also main speaker, Vanquish Beauty Studio, and the Monica Lachelle Collection. After being in business for over four years, I realized there are a lot of women-owned businesses that are unknown in our area. So it became a passion of mine to bring more awareness and connect with other like-minded women to create a community for all women entrepreneurs because I believe we are stronger together. This event will be like no other as there will be gems dropping from top women business owners in our area complimentary headshots for VIP ticket holders, food, giveaways, and much more. But wait, we will be giving away at least two business scholarships to women-owned small businesses, one for $500 and one for 1000 Early bird pricing ends soon, so don't miss out on your opportunity to learn business strategies to start or enhance your business and more. Tickets will be limited, so you better grab them early on Eventbrite.